I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Please be advised that Six Degrees of Reality TV contains explicit language. Welcome to Six Degrees of Reality TV, the podcast where two MFAs try to figure out what the hell is happening on our screen. My name is Amy, and I hold an MFA in creative nonfiction. And my name is Leslie, and I hold an MFA in creative writing fiction. And together, we are trying to uncover what it means to fall in love on reality TV. Hi, everyone. Welcome to Six Degrees of Reality TV. I'm here with the lovely Leslie DJ. What's up, girl? Hey, Amy. I'm back in NYC, so you might hear some children playing basketball. <laughs> Miss Coco speeching, you know, a producer. I'm going to send you a tiny little ball gag that you could just stick in Coco's beak. You know what she loves? Somewhere. I got her this little hut, and she hides in it, and she sleeps in it. So hopefully she's napping in there because that's when she's quiet. Okay. I think it's my voice that wakes her up, maybe. I don't know. (laughs) She just loves attention. All right. Well, we have quite the episode today. Apologies for those of you who hate my voice. (laughs) (laughs) No, we love your voice and we love your very detailed summary. I was telling Leslie over social media, we were chatting over Facebook yesterday, day before. Yeah. I'm like, oh my God, you have so much. I will cover all the group scenes because I felt so bad. Yeah, it's intense. These couples of mine, why did I choose these? these dysfunctional I don't couples? know. I don't know. Like, I thought in the beginning that mine were dysfunctional. My couples are Jose and Rachel and Brett and Ryan. Mm-hmm. I thought they were dysfunctional in the beginning, but oof. Okay. All right. So let's let's just jump right into it because we have a lot to talk about. Next week's going to be even crazier. Oh, so. I can't wait. Yeah, I can't either. All right. So we're covering today season 13, episode 13, tears, jeers, and 25 cent martinis. Why are we not rhyming this? <laughs> <laughs> I would have named it season 13, episode 13, tears, jeers, and martinis, not beers. Yeah, that's there a good go. one. Done. Done. I'm logged right. in as Drunk Mirla, by the way. Oh, we love Drunk Mirla. We'll <laughs> talk about her. So tonight, with less than three weeks left until Decision Day, I don't know why Pastor Cal, when I do him, sounds like the Sunday, 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 Mohegan Sun Arena. Like, why does he sound that way? I don't know. I don't know. But tonight, with less than three weeks left until Decision Day, Dr. Pepper and I will sit down with each spouse to find out what unanswered questions they still have about their marriage. Our couples are fully immersed in their lives. What irritates them? And then we get a quick scene of Brett or of Ryan showing us Brett's mess. Yeah. Which I will talk about. I'm no. Nope. All right. So um, we're going to start with this short 
scene of Johnny and Ryan together. So we're expected to believe that they just bumped into each other by accident in the basement, in the pool hall room of the apartment complex. So Johnny and Ryan bump into each other playing pool and they're talking about their marriages. Johnny says he and Bao have been busy. They've been doing things like bowling. And we see some of this footage. It's self-shot. Johnny's kicking her ass in bowling. So, of course, he feels comfortable. Not threatened in any way. Mm -hmm. And he's like, you know, things have been really great. And we see them laughing. Ryan says, Potato says, I just can't force it anymore. I tried, but I'm done. And I feel bad because Brett hasn't done anything wrong. But neither have I. But I'm made to feel like I, I, okay, okay. I'm made to feel like I have done something wrong. Johnny's like, me too. (sighs) Okay. So uh, I just wrote, Johnny, you've done a lot, dude. You've done a (laughs) lot wrong, my dude. Okay. So Johnny says, now Bao is finally trying. But she's almost trying too hard, Leslie. Yeah. There's no satisfying him because he hates her. Did you want to go through the screen? He hates her. He hates himself. (laughs) That's the problem. Yeah. Okay. So Johnny asks Ryan, could he get past all this negative stuff and just focus on the positive? And Ryan's like, nope, nope. Cause that's not real life. That's not real life. So Johnny tells the camera, like he and Ryan hang out a lot together, but Ryan is way too negative and it's not really helpful. Yeah. All right. So that's all that comes out of their scene. So let's go right into the main event. Ding, ding. Johnny and Bao. Oh, my God. So, back at the apartment, Bao is brushing her teeth before bed, and Johnny walks in and asks her about her day. She says, you know, everything was fine. But then he talks about his play date with Potato Ryan, and Johnny admits he was the last person he should have hung out with. Because things had actually been going well between Bao and Johnny, and now all of this is not helpful. So then he I said Ryan saying, gets that a lot in his life. Like, you're the last person I should have hung out with. Oh, my God. He's, like, the worst. And then he starts saying that their foundation isn't strong. And then he lists trust, communication, and having a solid friendship. And Bao mm-hmm. disagrees. She says that going into a marriage with the intention of a true friendship is counterintuitive to wanting emotional intimacy and romance. And I was like, you know, that's a good point. I mean, she is just so, she just, like, she says the right things, period. Yeah. And I think it's heartfelt. I think she's so emotionally mature. And then she reminds him that they met with Viviana to spice up their marriage. And now they have to take it all out to be friends again. So Johnny says that with the physical part, aka sex, he doesn't Mm -hmm. feel anything from it. And he's doing it just to do the motions. I'm going to stop right there. I am going to fly into a rage over this. Why are these men, like, I almost felt like I needed to write an article about why these men are so toxic this season. Mm -hmm. Like, why are you sitting there telling this girl that you feel nothing having sex with her? Yeah. Then don't have sex with her. She's not forcing you. Thank you. You know, and Val tells the camera she knows that there are times where there was sexual tension between them. And we see the flashbacks of the honeymoon where she's, like, taking off her clothes and revealing her bathing suit. And Johnny's all smiles and he tells cameras, my wife's got a great ass. You know, and we also see flashbacks from 12 days prior 
and she's dressed as a sexy nurse, and he's like in a hospital gun, and she's and we all collectively just had to look away. Exactly, <laughs> she's tending to him, and then the Ugh. blindfolded, the you know the belly button kissing scene, and all those. Icky all right, things. all right, Leslie. Thanks a lot. Let's move on. <laughs> but the point is, they have the the sparks, or at least it seemed like they did. They did. So now he wants to take the physical intimacy out of the equation because he's not feeling it. In that instance, I'm like, okay, this is good. You shouldn't lead someone on because when you sleep with someone, and I'm speaking as a woman, I can say that it can be confusing because you think, oh, we're having sex. So he likes me. And apparently that's not always the case. So ladies and gentlemen and non-gender conforming people, that's what we call a fuck boy. Yeah. Yeah. You're right. Johnny's a fuck boy. He is a total fuck boy. I need to write this down because I'm building a profile of Johnny. <laughs> fuck boy. Got it. Okay. What else is he? So Val in her defense is like, okay, this is what works for you, but this marriage consists of both of us. And I feel like I'm always going along with what you want. And we see this a lot. She is always Mm -hmm. trying to ask him, what can I do differently? What can I do differently? And then she does it and he still complains. Yep. He just said it to to Ryan. Yeah. He just said to Big Potato. He's like, she's not trying enough. Now she's trying. It's too much. And his response, and I quote, I don't know what to tell you. And he sighs and then says, we don't have to do this. We really don't. And gets out of bed. He derails. Like, he spirals in that moment. And Bao is just, like, confused because she's like, we're just having a conversation. No one's voice was elevated. She was cool, calm, and collected. And he is just like, I can't take this. I gotta go. I gotta cool off. Mm-hmm. And Bao tells producers mm-hmm. that Johnny is unhappy because he wants to be and doesn't want to be put He doesn't want to be in the marriage, essentially. He doesn't want to put in the effort. And that his mindset is pretty much unhappy. And that mindset will make him unhappy in any relationship. So if I were bow, at that point, I'd say, you know what? Clearly, you don't want this marriage to work. So let's stop pretending and cut our losses. So my question is, are they contractually obligated to cohabitate and continue filming until decision day, because they should not sleep in the same place. Okay, so I'm trying to think if we've ever had an instance where somebody has ended the experiment. And we did. I want to say with, do you remember Derek, the pot smoker? No, I, and Heather? the thing is that I saw the first couple of seasons and then yeah. mine swept. I want to say it was, either it was Miami or they were in Miami for something. I forget. But I want to say she left the um, experiment early. Mm-hmm. I want to say the famous Molly and John, the John who's now married to Dr. Jessica. Mm-hmm. I want to say she ended it early. I can't be sure. Guys, come at us and tell us, like, are they, do they have to get over that finish line? I think even if they split up, though. So last season we had the famous Chris and Paige situation, which you did not see, which, girl, you will be in a rage 24-7 over Chris. <laughs> I mean, he makes Johnny look like a choir boy. I think that we should cover that next in between seasons. I think so. Something. Because Chris, 
uh, like they they very clearly split up mm-hmm. and then they just sat down on decision day and talked wow. it out. So like I think they can still show up at decision day if they're not living together. So like they need to crack down on these people with the living together. They yeah. need to stay in the fucking apartment. Yes. They are just more than one bedroom. Dude. There's more than one yeah. bedroom. So I have a question about Johnny while we're talking about this. Do you remember episode one or two? Mm-hmm. Johnny has a really toxic relationship with his father. Yes. I have dated many men who've had problematic relationships with their father. And I'm telling you, there's something there about the the searching for perfectionism and never mm-hmm. finding it. Okay. I don't know if there's any link there, but one thing I was thinking of is because online everybody's like nobody has seen these red flags in Johnny nobody's caught this nobody's caught this why don't they talk to their parents they don't talk to the parents no they don't Mm-mm. because if you remember the parents like that's part of the shtick is like the parents are sat down and surprised yeah by the by the people right like Johnny's like guess what I'm gonna be unmarried at first sight and the parents supposedly have no idea mm-hmm. Why don't they interview? Like, if they interviewed Michaela's sisters, Michaela's sisters all would have been like, uh-uh, she's not ready for this. Yeah. <laughs> she's like hot-headed. She can't do it. Johnny's father might have been like, this is why you shouldn't have done this. Right. And and even if Johnny's father didn't say like, oh, Johnny's not a good pick, maybe just meeting the father would have been like, uh, yeah. okay, we see some possible red flags here. I vote experts that you talk to the parents next season. Yeah, but the thing with Johnny's dad, he didn't even want to be recorded. So right. He wanted nothing to and, do with that. And there's a real problem there because Johnny really wants his father's approval yep. and does not get it. Mm-mm. And I'm telling you, there's something there. You know you're going for this. Yeah. You know what I'm talking about. Whenever there's that same-sex parent problem, mm-hmm. that usually carries over into your relationships in some way. It's really, really weird. But yeah, mm-hmm. that definitely makes sense that there's an issue there trying to please his dad. And, you know, and then later on, we find out that the dad is like excited about Bao because they have similar cultures. Right. And the dad is like, you're like, the reason he was pissed is he's like, your wife has to be X, Y, Z, mm-hmm. like check, 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 check. And Johnny has that. Yep. You know, my wife has to be check, 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 check. But the father's demands are kind of. I don't want to say reasonable, but for lack of better terms, tangible. Mm-hmm. Like she had to be of their culture. She had to be, you know, whatever. Johnny's demands don't exist. Like they're not real. They're a moving target. No. I mean. John, Johnny's demands are not bow, period. Exactly. <laughs> the woman has to be not bow. I found myself. I mean, there was a point where we were chatting. I was watching this episode and I am like dm'd you and i was like oh my god and i had to pause and walk away and i did laundry because i wanted to smack him yeah it's bad all right go on i'm sorry so this scene isn't even over he gets back into bed and says that there are things lacking in the foundation and that the past week was fine the dates had been lighthearted, and that he's trying to get to know her better and now this conversation set them back and he hates her again Yep, derailed the whole thing, he said. Mm-hmm. Cue the sappy off-brand pop music and close-up of Bao and Johnny's dissatisfied faces. <laughs> it's just so rough to watch. I know, I know. 
it's bad. So this is the week where they each get to sit down with the expert individually and talk about their marriage. So Bao is now, talking. Now, can I interrupt yeah. you for one second here? I just want to ask everybody if I had a mini stroke or if I really just, if this has changed. I could have sworn this mid-meeting mm-hmm. was a new thing that happened last season, maybe the season before, and that it was an opportunity for the couples to decide to opt out or stay in. Interesting. Guys, come at me if that was a thing. I could have sworn it was a thing. Now they seem to have taken that part out. Mm. Like they still do the meeting, but they don't do the opt out or stay in. I guess because they want to like make it to decision day so they could have an episode. Because at this (laughs) point, I think Bao would have, Bao and Johnny would have been done. Ryan would have been done. Michaela and Zach would have been done. So they would have no show. Yeah. Yeah, true. So Bao is talking with Pastor Cal and Johnny going i almost put downy like he's such a downer is going to talk with dr pepper and the first thing out of his mouth with her i feel like i am somebody i don't want to be that's the first yeah, thing you're a monster dude and we all see it <laughs> their argument what, what he means there is everyone like i'm acting a certain way that i don't like mm-hmm. and it's like but that's who you are she's revealing who you are yeah he is mm-hmm. just so dissatisfied from every second and their arguments he says are constructive and dr pepper barely gets a word out and he's already fuming he's turning red he's squirming in his seat his vein johnny jr makes the triumphant return destroy dr pepper oh my god <laughs> and she straight up tells him you need to learn new ways to handle your anger and disappointment he should be able to say what is bothering him, but not things that it's someone can't grow from or change. So he can say, yeah. I'm angry or I don't like that. And she wants them to talk through their differences. And she asks him to talk to Bao about how they can work on things. But Johnny is like, when we have a problem, I don't fix the problem. I look at the source of the problem. So it's like he starts nitpicking. Like, I know we're arguing about this, but the first day you did this. Like, he always has to go back and tear her down in a sense. He always has to be mean. Can I ask you a question? Do you think, and and I got this impression after I watched that opening scene of them in bed and having that conversation. I feel like they're overthinking everything. Yeah. Like, all they do is sit around and talk about their relationship. Like, I almost feel like they're both over analytical. Yeah. And I mean, if, if my husband and I sat around and talked about our marriage all day, we would find things wrong with it. (laughs) I think so too. I think with anyone, because you would just be like, why are they, maybe that is part of the requirement. That's a thing that you don't know. It's like, they're put in this experiment and they have certain amount of weeks to get to know each other. So they're going deep. And this is what Bao yeah. says. Bao is like, she's trying to get to like the deepest level and he wants the shallow stuff. He doesn't want yeah. to go deep. Yeah. And then he starts harping on the them not having a friendship and that they were living the same, that it feels like they're living the same life, but seeing things completely differently. And Dr. Pepper tells him, we experience things differently and that we think that we are um, speaking the truth. But what we're only speaking is through our perspective. And I was like, yes, that is exactly what it is. Yep. And Dr. Pepper says, you have to get away from winning and keeping score. Yes, Dr. Pepper. Mm -hmm. 
I love her. I I just love her. I think she's good. You know, and the experts still believe they can make it work, but that they need structure for their conversations and address what's not working by not getting mean. And that's the thing that Johnny can't do. Yeah, Bao's not getting mean. She's not getting mean. Right. She's keeping it calm. And she's like, but I bet you, I bet you, if you asked Johnny if Bao was mean, he would say yes. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. Johnny perceives every criticism, every, not even criticism, he perceives every thing she says that is not in full praise of him as criticism. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, and Johnny, of course, sighs because he only knows how to be mean. He doesn't know any other way. <laughs> Just as we practice. Yeah. <laughs> so... Right before she meets with Pastor Cal, Bao admits to feeling checked out of her marriage and that she married a man who was not ready for marriage. Ding, ding, ding. Bao, you're correct. Now, Amy, tell Bao what she has won for guessing correctly. (laughs) So this is... You win a week away from John. Yes, or a brand new car. So you could drive away. Oh, my God. She feels unappreciated and she's over it. And I do not blame her. She's over. Do you think she's going to leave before it's over? I would hope so. Because she's also the type that she wants to see it through. And she has a mission. She's on a mission. And she keeps trying to make it work. And it's like, dude, there's no working this. Mm-mm, mm-mm. So she walks in. She's, she wants to complete the she task. She wants to complete the task. 100%. She doesn't want to mm-hmm. give up. Because mm-hmm. she wants to yeah. be able to say, I gave it my all. Yep. Which is admirable. But at this point, it's like, this dude is mean. It's admirable and it's also very typical of women. Yeah. Yep. All the, usually most of the women on the show want to complete the experiment because, you know, we, we don't want to have regrets at the mm-hmm. end. They don't want to have regrets at the end. So. So she then walks into her session with Pastor Cal, already defeated. He asks her what's been going on and she tells him Johnny wants a stronger friendship to build upon that foundation. But she thinks it's a cop out at his end, which I believe so too. She feels that based on their arguments, Johnny is already 80% out the door and that his decision has already been made. Yeah, I agree. Mm-hmm. She's perceptive. Yep. And Pastor mm-hmm. Cal says he's thrown plenty of darts your way and he says some really awful things. And then we cut to the infamous scene of him not liking her being happy. You get yep. very giddy and all the other awful Johnny scenes. So she says she doesn't understand why he needs to cut her down and that she can see the intent of him being malicious. And I was like, yes, thank you for noticing that because I thought she wasn't seeing it. No, she's seeing it. Yeah. So which is why I don't understand why she keeps pushing to make this work. He doesn't like her. He said it in many ways. He showed it, and yet she feels she's being cheated of a perfectly good marriage. Like, she actually said that at a point. She's being cheated of a perfectly yeah. good marriage. But the marriage isn't perfect. The marriage is awful. I think she just feels so frustrated because on paper, this should work. Yeah. And Bao is just a very logical person. And she's like, this should work. And I think somewhere deep inside of her, she's like, if this doesn't work, it's because we failed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like she doesn't see that it's just not going to work because of him. Yeah. He doesn't want it to work. 
Yeah. You know, so she starts to cry. And that made me really sad. You know, she went into this for the right reason. And it doesn't seem that that's the case for him. And she says she doesn't think he has the emotional maturity to be a caring and loving husband. And he's given up and doesn't care. And I mean, remember, this is a dude who told us he likes women who cling on to him. Like unhealthily. Is that a word? Unhealthily? Yeah, it is now. But um, he that's sick, dude. That's sick. But when she tries to be that and give him attention, it turns him off because he does not like her. That's the main thing. Yes. Yep. Yep. I feel like this is very like, was it Freud who had the Madonna and the whore theory? Mm-hmm. I feel like I feel like this is really that. Like he wants her to be a certain way out of the bedroom and a certain way in the bedroom. And he just wants, like, he can't have those two versions of her. Mm -hmm. He's sexually attracted to her, even though he doesn't admit it because he can't tell the virginal version of her, which is out of the bedroom that he likes her. Like it's very fucked up. He has these two versions of her and he can't reconcile them. I can't. I know. Can you tell I've been reading the hammies? Pastor Cow asked if they've ever had discussions without lashing out. And she says they do connect sometimes, but when they're having any real conversations, that's not, that's when it derails. So it's all surface level. So they could get along if it's all surface level stuff. So, right. And that's what he wants. He wants the surface level. Yeah. So Bao confirms that there's no intimacy in, at this point. And thank God. And I hope Johnny never gets laid again. Do you hear me, Johnny? After America sees this, he's never getting laid again. Jesus Christ. (laughs) And so Pastor Cal basically tells Bao, just play nice. Yeah, you know, I really have some issues with Pastor Cal sometimes. I feel like he's got a little bit of that old school misogyny Mm -hmm. in him. You know what I mean? And it comes out sometimes where he's like, you know, just kind of, this can work. This can work. And he, we hear this later with him yeah. too. And it's like, uh, it's kind of like borderline abusive to bow. Yeah. Like, I can't believe what this man has said. And nobody is stepping in to say, bow, you do not deserve this. Yeah. Like we're done here. We're done. Yeah. And, you know, very, again, I'm going to reference Chris and Paige of last season. Pastor Cal was there telling Paige she should put up with it too. Like I just have an issue with him. With that, with I, I feel like it's misogynistic overtones. Come at me if I'm wrong. Maybe it's also because he's a pastor and he doesn't really believe in you know divorce and things like that. Yeah, could be. So I think he's in the but wrong he, business. He's divorced though. Hmm? He's divorced. Really? Yes. Huh. So like he he's remarried mm-hmm. happily it appears, but I don't know. So Johnny tells um, the camera that his session with Dr. Pepper was helpful. And that he's ready to try and meet up to debrief, you know, this awkward <laughs> and it's super awkward yeah. as how they, yes. they meet up. So Johnny says that he has said some things that he regrets and he apologizes, but Bao wasn't buying it because Mm-mm. I feel like this is a cycle that he kind of lashes out and he says, I shouldn't have said that, but then he'll do it again. Yeah. Yep. So Johnny says, we need to communicate better. What do you think? And the moment Bao says she wants to be able to speak her mind, Johnny is taken aback and he's ready to explode. Like he turns red. Of course. Swerving and typical Mm -hmm. Johnny behavior. 
So Bao asks him, are you willing to fully show up and not run away from this marriage? And Johnny is squirming and he claims he hasn't run away yet. We have seen him run away. Okay, dude. Okay. But that he's taking breathers to not explode. And I'm like, if that's you not exploding, I do not want to be there for the explosion. Again, this is week four of marriage. You should not have to leave your home mm-hmm. to not explode on your wife. And not in a sexual way. <laughs> Just <laughs> not explode in anger on your wife. Yeah. Like, this this should not be happening right now. Four weeks, guys. You should be Gil and Mirla. Everybody should be. Yeah. And so at this moment, I become very proud of Val because she says, she she flat out says, I do not want to be talked that way, the way that I have been talked to before. Mm-hmm. And, and says she deserves to be treated with respect. And I agree. Mm-hmm. So when he asked why he wanted to be married, it turns out he was ready. But when he saw it was with her, he wanted to bail. Yep. He said knowing that it was her, he knew he wasn't attracted to her. Otherwise, they wouldn't have gone on a second date when they knew each other. Yeah. And remember, like, he ghosted I, her I, when they first Yeah. I I wasn't into you 15 years ago, dude. So why would I be now? Yeah. Um people change a lot in 15 years mm-hmm. or whatever it was, 10 years ago. Like whatever. I don't so, know. So yeah, that's development in a nutshell. I hate him so much. Awful. He is a vapid little asshole and he thinks, and he's one of these assholes. Like he's just cocky enough to think he's doing nothing wrong. He does not. see, And I want to punch him in the face. He doesn't see his flaws because he's saying, I'm being honest. You're being mean and vindictive. Now on unfiltered, he was ripping her a new one. And he was saying that she is very good at manipulating the camera. Mm. And she is one way to the camera and one way with him. And then Michaela chimes in and she's like, Bao would shit talk Johnny every chance she got to all of us. Yeah. And Johnny would never shit talk Bao. Okay, Michaela. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I believe this. Yeah, but Michaela now has an axe to grind with her. So maybe, maybe <laughs> to be confirmed. Okay. All right, so let's move to, um, we're doing baked potato now. Yeah. Okay. So Brett is sitting down with Pastor Cal, and she's like, I'm not awesome, Pastor Cal, I'm not doing great. Is there anything that, okay, so Pastor Cal, of course, is like, look, is there anything that can happen to change his behavior to get you to say yes on, can he change his behavior to get you to say yes on decision day? She says, Yes, if Ryan were more open, I would be willing to try. And then we see footage of them on their honeymoon. And she says Ryan was like a different person on their honeymoon. And we do see him like being intimate with her. Not intimate like physically, but intimate like they're laying together on the hammock. He's whispering to her like, you know, I'm so glad I was matched with you. Like he was definitely kind of into it. Yeah, and he kisses her. Yep, yep. So Brett says she's shifting how she feels and isn't sure this is going to make her happy forever. So Pastor Cal wants Brett to ask, this is important, ask Ryan when he knew the marriage wouldn't work. At what point did he check out of this? And then he says, let's try to get through this. I've seen couples get through this kind of stuff. Like, here we go again, right? But at least with this couple, 
it's not as toxic. Right. Ryan is not like being as, mean. At least we don't yes. see that. As much as I don't like Ryan, and I don't, he is trying to be respectful mm-hmm. of her, I think. So, okay. And he's not so sleeping now, with her and leading her on. Yes, 100%. 100%. So now we see Ryan, and he's getting ready to go see the experts. And he's like, I'm not super excited about this because I'm going to see Dr. Pepper. And she scares me. Okay. Dr. Pepper wastes no time. She's like, right from the beginning, um, it's very clear you're not in this. Yep. When was it that you decided your marriage was in peril? And he immediately throws Dr. Viviana under the bus. <laughs> but did you notice he doesn't call her Dr. Viviana? He just calls her Viviana. Mm-hmm. And earlier in the season, he called Pastor Cal just Cal. That pisses me off. Yeah. Yeah. So he's like, whatever. Viviana came to see us. I knew it didn't work right there. It was a very uncomfortable meeting. And we get a flashback of this. And Ryan says that's when he started to kind of recognize that his feelings were just not there. And to start to accept that. Mm. Dr. Pepper asks, how have you dealt with this? And what have you done to change it? And Ryan says, like, the most telling thing of all, he says he hates having, quote, not fun conversations and communication has been an issue. And Dr. Pepper says, you are not communicating with her. You need to tell her. And Dr. Pepper says, you're not looking for her best attributes. Like, you're just you have your mindset on this. Mm -hmm. Can you save it? So he's a coward. Like, he just doesn't want to tell her because he doesn't want to look like the bad guy. Yeah. Everything he has done has been not to look like the bad guy. And while I appreciate that, and these two things can be true, right? Like, we can say he's not being a bad guy and he is being uh, respectful of her by not sleeping with her. He also needs to tell her the truth. Yeah. And be like, I'm just not in this, dude. Like, okay. So she calls him out. She's like, you haven't tried and you need to save this if you want a chance of it. So later, um, as Johnny and Powell did, Brett and Ryan get together to talk, to process this yeah. and talk about it. And they sit down and Ryan says, you know, Dr. Pepper really pushed me. And he said, you know, I avoid saying things I think will hurt you. And she said, I don't want to be a source of stress for you. And Ryan's like, did he ask you anything? Like, did Pastor Cal ask you to ask me anything? Like, this is very production driven. Mm-hmm. So now we get a flashback of Pastor Cal explicitly saying to Brett, you need to ask Ryan when he checked out of this marriage. Yeah. Okay. Put a pin in that. All right. So we come back. She doesn't do it. She doesn't, she doesn't ask. Do it. According to editing, mm-hmm. she doesn't ask. We don't know if she really did. He says, if we don't do something, we're going to get further and further away from each other. And he repeats that he wants her to call him out on his bullshit. This is something he always says. If I'm being an asshole, call me out on it. Okay. We don't know what that means. Mm -hmm. It's an abstract thing. And I just wrote, I love Brett, but they both have terrible communication. Yeah. Like, they just do not communicate well. I think at this point, she doesn't like him because she realizes he's not into her. Yeah, I think so, too. I think so, too. So Brett and Alexa meet up later. Mm -hmm. So Alexa is Ryan's sister, the one who threw terrible shade at him. Yep. 
in the opening episodes that we loved so much. So remember, our spoiler said that this would happen and that Ryan said his sister was prodded by the producers to do this. Mm. Remember that? That was in the spoiler. I went back and looked at it, you know. So Brett and Alexa are meeting and Brett just comes out and she's like, look, dude, I need your help. Like, we're really struggling. And the sister immediately goes, like, her reflex is to go, I know, I hurt. But she, like, stops herself. Yeah. And she goes, I know, I, I, I've i talked to Ryan. I heard there's some difficulties. Yeah. <laughs> and um, Brett tells the camera, like, Alexa knows Ryan the best, so I'm going to need her help here. And Brett tells Alexa, like, look, everyone has said, and it's been said over and over, that we're not each other's type. That I'm not his type, but he's not my type either. And Alexa says, Ryan is an introvert. And when he's put on the spot, he'll tell you what he wants you to hear or what you want to hear. Again, that's a coward. Yeah. Or he'll walk away. And that's not an introvert. That That is not the defi- definition of being an introvert, correct? No, I don't believe so. Like an introvert is somebody who, when they are out or they are socializing, their energy is drained from that and they have to recharge. It is not somebody who runs away from confrontation. That's like most people. Most people don't like confrontation. So Alexa. Okay, so I looked it up. So an introvert is someone that feels more comfortable focusing on their inner thoughts and ideas rather than what's happening externally. Oh, so maybe that could fit him a Mm -hmm. little bit. Okay, I stand corrected. So So when you hear the word introvert, you might think of someone who's shy or quiet and prefers to be alone. Does he strike you as an introvert? He is pretty quiet. He is pretty quiet. I think that this is this is my take on, on him. I think okay, that go. he is not into this marriage, obviously. He doesn't want to come off as the bad guy. So he's very measured and calculated in how he approaches it because he doesn't want a bad edit. Yes. Yep. But by doing that, he's not helping himself. No, not at all. You know what I mean? Like, and I'm trying to think of of somebody who's like doing a good job of that, of being like not into it, but vocalizing that in a healthy way. I don't really know who's doing that this season. Nobody's nobody's really doing anything well. Um, But I do think, too, there's a little bit of she's not his type. And I do think everybody forgot about this. She did some things right after that honeymoon to turn him off, like the airplane. Yeah. Remember? We still need that footage. We need to know what happened. Her freaking out on the airplane. and He was really turned off by that. And her being messy is another thing. Okay, could you, did you see the messiness? Yeah. Would that be a deal breaker for you? But they don't really live there. I feel like they're living out of a suitcase, though. I do, too. That's why I, I don't know if it's enough to make a judgment. Yeah, that's why I'm I'm unsure. Yeah. Yep, I agree. So Alexa asks Brett, like, when did you notice the change in him? Because you guys seemed good in the at the wedding and on the honeymoon. And Brett says a week after the honeymoon. Alexa's like, hmm, that has me worried because it seems like the shift happened when he oh wait, let me let me see what production told me to say here. Oh, oh that seems like it happened <laughs> when he came back to Houston. And maybe there's someone else he likes. Like <laughs> likes, yes, likes. And Brett's like <laughs> Brett's like, 
what? Yeah. I didn't even, like, you could tell from her face, she didn't even consider that. Of course not. She's just thinking, he's not into me, and he's just yeah. going through the motions just to yeah. get through it. Yep. So so that's them. Um, I really think it's going to be a big no. Another thing that I, I'm fighting with, I'm fighting with people on, uh, Insta- on the uh, Facebook is they have two different political views, and no one's talking about that. Yeah. But I think it's a, maybe a bigger issue off camera than it is on camera. It could be. Just going to say that. Yeah. Okay. All right. So now we're moving to our favorite, our heroes. Oh, everybody could take a nice break from the dysfunction. <laughs> and let's talk about Gil and Mirla. Mirla. <laughs> Let, can I say something real quick? Sure. I just can't shake this feeling that Gil's going to say no and blindside her. I am so worried. Because she I'm is really so worried about in. it. She's in. Oh, my God. I mean, she's drunk crying. Who hasn't done that? Oh, and she just said, like, she was so happy over the seeds. Okay, okay. Anyways, okay. I know. All right, go ahead. So when we catch up with Mila and Gil, they're on their way to catch up with Pastor Cal. And Gil is self-recording. He's talking about enjoying the sessions with Pastor Cal. He thinks he's a good dude. So Gil meets with Pastor Cal. And he leaves the session with, I finally got my kiss. And Pastor Kyle goes, oh, suki suki nail. And so I took a freeze <laughs> frame of that because it is hysterical, his face. I have it. We'll put it on Instagram. I was like, you need to post this because it's ridiculous yes. the way he looks. Anyways, so yes. Gil says Mira is very caring, that they are honest and direct with each other. Pastor Kyle tells Gil to start thinking about life post-decision day and not just on how well it's going now. So basically, is this going to work long term? So he asked him, what unanswered questions can make him say no on decision day? And Gil takes a moment and says, sometimes she gets into these moods and her demeanor can change and can become a Debbie Downer. Cut to Mm -hmm. clips of all the times Mirla has Failed on activities or complained about the accommodations at the hotel and their honeymoon. I feel like Mirla is all of us in 2020. Yeah. Like just looking at any kind of social activity or interaction with disgust. Yeah. I'm like, like, oh, I don't, do don't want to go here. I don't want to go there. Our, We're all our like, neighbors are too this. close to us. Don't you think? Oh, I want to hear the, beat, the ocean waves. I don't want to just look at grass. And yeah. I, I feel seen. I'm telling yeah. you. So Pastor Cow asks if he thinks tantrums and negativity will be too much for him and Gil says yes but he's spoken to yeah. her about how he won't let her negativity affect him so right. Gil assesses that she's an alpha and can run all over you if you let her which I think it's true that's a pretty fair assessment yeah. I agree with that yep and I think she likes and we've talked about mm-hmm. this she likes that Gil won't let her yeah mm-hmm She needs that guardrail. Give and take. Mm -hmm. And so at this point, I thought, okay, this is the reason why this will not work. He's going with the flow now because they're on TV and he doesn't dislike her. But he's not, but she's not right for him, I think. And that made me super sad. I just feel like he's getting a very good edit. Mm -hmm. I do feel like he's a very good television personality. Mm -hmm. I love him as a host for something. But I feel like there's something disingenuous about him. Yeah. And I can't pinpoint what... And I know everybody's going to hate me because everybody loves him. Yeah. 
But I'm really just, I can't shake it. I can't shake the fact that he's going to blindside her. So cut to the next scene. And it's a pop song that says, 6 a.m. She wakes up to put her makeup. She never takes it off. <laughs> Is she craving too much? Every day she gets it wrong. I was like, what the hell? Wow. Guys, <laughs> can we, Can I'll loan you money. I have like $300 maybe in my bank account. Can I give you some money to buy some royalties for something? (laughs) Or just use instrumental music. We don't need something with these terrible words. So, of course, it's about Mirla. Because she's always wearing makeup and her lashes and this and that. So, Mila has had a ton of martinis before meeting with Dr. Pepper. She even walks in the wrong direction. Like, she walks right by the cameras <laughs> rather than coming in from an angle where they could capture her entrance. Coming in. Yeah. Yep. Where is she getting 25 cent margaritas, first of all? I don't know. But she is just bubbly and drunk. Yep. So, Dr. Pepper she's calls her out. It. She's feeling it. She's not, like, fall down drunk. But yeah. she's she's right at that point like, where all your emotions are at the surface. Yeah. So Dr. Pepper yeah. calls her out and says, I know you've been out with your friends and you are not sober yet, but what I'm here for is to talk about your marriage. So she asks her, what are the questions that she may still have that would need to be answered in order for her to say yes on decision day? And her answer seemed very genuine. And she said basically yeah. that she needs to know what he needs from her in order to make him happy and what she is lacking. And so Dr. Pepper says she has high standards and that she's earned them and respects that about her, but that she can be very critical. And we cut to the clips of the honeymoon and her complaining. So Mila doesn't deny it. And she says she's honest and blunt. And Dr. Pepper says that's a constant reminder of criticism. And that changes the mood that can become a big problem in their marriage. Yep. Yep. hundred percent. And notice everybody's always like, Mirla is so self-centered. She thinks so much of herself. She was like one of the only people who had legitimate questions about how can I make Gil happier? Exactly. Like it was all about him, Mm -hmm. not her. And Mirla then I thought that was cute. It's cute because she's really into this. And and then we see it momentarily. Mirla, you know, she says that, she woke up this morning and saw him and said, you make me so happy. And he goes above and beyond for her and she starts to cry. And she says that she prayed for a thoughtful man so that she made the choice to love him. You know, mm-hmm. and she's crying tears of joy and Dr. Pepper is thrilled to hear that, but cautious her that if she doesn't work on the negativity, she can lose. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. 
So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. And I feel like Dr. Pepper got that information from somewhere. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They probably you know what I mean? them said like, this is what's going on. Yeah. Or like, this is what Gil said. Mm-hmm. So you need to make like, and Dr. Pepper just, you know, as a person of good conscience is trying to temper Mirla's expectations. Yeah. Like this, this can still kind of fall apart. I don't know. This is all in my theory. One of two things can happen, right? They're either blissfully married, banging and having a great old time mm-hmm. behind the scenes and we don't know it, or he's going to pull the rug out from under her. Yeah. Like, in no world does she say no. Yeah. And so now that the one-on-one sessions are done, Meryl and Gil meet up, and Meryl literally stumbles into the restaurant. She's still drunk. <laughs> and Gil's like, oh, are you okay? So Gil asks her about her session. She said, it wasn't boring. That's such a Marilyn thing to say. Yeah. She thought it was going to be boring, but it wasn't. Yep, yep. And Gil immediately talks about her Debbie Downer moment. He is wasting no time he's a good student and he is handing in the assignment on time he's like yep this is what i was told to do we're gonna address this now and he said that when she is being negative it only becomes a problem if his mood is affected by it and he doesn't like that so he asked her why she is that way and Mm -hmm. she attributes it to being introverted here we go again another introverted thing Mm -hmm. And that she's in a situation, when she's in a situation that she's uncomfortable, that makes her moody. So he asked her, what can he do to be the buffer? And she says he already does it. He makes her laugh. He helps her get her mind off of things. And we've seen that. That he turns into yeah. a joke, kind of doesn't play into yep. it, and just goes along. So she asks, what can she do when she gets in the moods? To help him. And he says, not get in your moods. <laughs> and that's a tall order. Yep. Yep. You know, she seems to be someone who could become irritable when things don't go her way. It could be a personality 100%. trait. It could be that she's 100%. just ready, You know. And it's it's probably annoying as fuck yeah. to have to deal with. But I think if anyone can deal with it, it's somebody like Gil. Yeah. Like, he's just so... like. So my husband and I kind of have a dynamic like this where he is much moodier than I am. Like he gets very crabby about things. Like if he doesn't have his coffee in the morning and blah, 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 blah. Well, that's reasonable. I need coffee. What has has kept our marriage together, and I tell him this all the time, is that I'm so easygoing. Mm -hmm. So like there's a lot of shit that he gets upset about that just rolls off my back. Yeah. And I'll make a joke. I'll lighten the mood. So, like, I get this dynamic because I'm kind of in it to some extent. Yeah. And I don't think it bothers Gil as much as, I mean, it might bother him, but I don't think it's going to be the deal breaker. I don't know what is. Yeah, that's that's the thing because at first the whole thing was like, well, dogs. She hates the dog and everything. And then we find out last week that she wants her own dog and she's being really good at hype. So it's like, okay, so then what is the issue? Is it just the temper tantrum things? But this is something that Mirla, if she really wants to work on, she can. because it's, it's, And we've seen her yeah. work on it, like with the dog. Yeah. She has progressed on that. Mm-hmm. And he recognizes that. 
I don't know, Leslie. I don't know what it's going to be. I'm just so upset about this. Yeah, you know, and he says that she should be considerate of people around her and not try to affect others with her mood. And he tells her to be more affectionate in those instances. So maybe if she became more affectionate in those moments, it will get her mind off of the bad mood. And I'm like, "Uh, that doesn't work for me because when I'm in my moods, I want to be left alone. Yeah, 100%. But then she agrees 100%. and gives him a hug. And uh, no, no, no. She agrees and says that if she gives him a hug while she's moody, that might change the demeanor. Yeah. Yep. yep. So everything seems to be going well for them. So what okay. is the camel the break? Mm. What I is don't the straw know. that breaks the camel's back? That's what I want to know. I don't know. I don't know. <sighs> All right. Let me try to gather myself before I really come for Pastor Cal in this next segment, because that's going to happen. Okay. (laughs) Okay. Now we move on to Jose and Rachel, or as I call them, Jachel. Jachel. All right. So Jose sits down with Dr. Pepper and he's like, Rachel's amazing. She's perfect. Everything is great. We're a hundred percent great. And Dr. Pepper's like, Whoa, I feel like he love bombed. Yeah. She's like, okay, um, is she, like, I I know you guys are having some struggles, so what's going on? And he says, okay, if there's one area, one teeny, teeny, tiny little area, it's that my wife is independent. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm a control freak. So Dr. Pepper's like, look, I think you do have a tendency to be controlling. Mm -hmm. And Johnny's one of these, or Johnny, listen to me, Jose's one of these men You always have to, whenever you give him criticism, you have to pad it Mm -hmm. with enough ego boosting shit that he won't lose his mind. Right. So she's like, I do think that you have the ability to be controlling, but I understand that you've been so successful and that you feel what you do is done the right way. And it has worked for you. She's like, but she's going to, Rachel is going to need to be her own person. And you have to try to look at it through her eyes. Mm-hmm. Cheshire Cat's like, oh, okay. So his second question is, because he came in with two questions. Number one is, how do I deal with this independence thing? Mm-hmm. And number two is, everything was so great. And then boom, there were fireworks. And, you know, I, I just, I'm upset because I don't know, like, if she gets mad at me, is she going to bail? Because my wife leaves. She bounces mm-hmm. when things get tough. Okay. He says he wants to trust her, but it's tough when he's feeling rejected. Okay, dude. <laughs> I just have okay, dude, in all capital letters. <laughs> oh, Lord. And then I have a note here that he's really licking his lips a lot. <laughs> like a lot, guys. Watch this scene again. It's, it's almost creepy. The grin that he has when he smiles, it doesn't seem authentic. It seems like he's masking anger. You're thinking about vagina mouth, aren't you? (laughs) Guys, if you don't know what I'm talking about, somebody took Jose's mouth and made a meme of it, like turned it sideways so it looked like a vagina. I tortured Leslie with this a few weeks ago. Now she can't she can't unsee it. Okay. So Dr. Pepper's like, how can you build trust here? Like, you need to figure out what she needs from you. And Dr. Pepper says she has seen your anger, Jose, Mm -hmm. and that is not going to help. Okay. So 
Now we see Rachel and she's sitting down with Pastor Cal. And he's like, how committed are you guys? And she's like, he's everything I asked for. He's perfect. He's amazing. Everything's been great. Um, He's everything I asked for plus one. And he's constantly showing me I could be my true self. But I worry. Am I everything that he needs? I want to throw them both out a window. (laughs) I don't want them to die. First story window would be fine. I just want to throw them out a window. Novela style. (laughs) Sugar glass. (laughs) So Pastor Cal says... She needs to find this out because resentment will build. Mm-hmm. Then they talk about the fight and she says she believes. Okay. So Rachel has been like, there's a little, you know, graphic gaslighting complete check. Mm-hmm. It has been completed. Cause she's like, I believe that him locking me out was an accident. Sure. Otherwise, that Pastor Cal's looking at her like, girl, <laughs> but my husband does has, have a temper. And he is vindictive. Mm -hmm. Now, Pastor Cal says, I think in that moment, he felt it necessary to shut you out. So how can you prevent that from happening again? What? What? It's not her fault that he was a dick. Okay. Okay. If it was something stupid, like, I'll, I'll get to it. I'll get to it. Okay. Hold on. Let me just finish this. So I wrote, is he victim blaming? Oh my God. Oh my God. Rachel says that cannot happen again, or she is out of this marriage. And I wrote spoiler alert. It will. Mm -hmm. Okay. Later, Rachel and Jose sit down and she tells the camera she needs to find out what his trigger was and why he got to the point he did and what she did to cause this. Cause she needs to make sure she doesn't press that button again. Are you hearing yourself? Mm -hmm. She's blaming herself. Okay. Again, and this is where I, I kind of wrote this out here. She accidentally called him Johnny, probably while drunk. Yeah. Okay. Johnny, the name of another man that starts with Jay, that's on the same show with them, that she has known for the equal amount of time. And they all seem to be hanging out all the time. Yes. Yes. So, like, I could see if she did something like she cheated on him. Or he found that she was on a dating site Mm -hmm. or something like that. But his response did not meet the crime. And that is the red flag inside of her screaming, get away, get away, get away. Because what is going to happen, Leslie, when she screws up for real? Yeah. Like what is going to happen when it's a a bad boo-boo? Yeah, he'll waterboard her. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. (laughs) He'll be licking his lips the whole time, waterboarding her in their tub. Yeah. Rachel says, okay, so Jose says he doesn't trust her that she won't bounce when things are tough. And Rachel says, well, you know, your feelings are valid here because I usually do take off when things happen. And she asks, triggers, did I press or pull to cause you to flip? And he says, I've realized I need some cooling off time. And then in some weird, I don't know, stretch, he tries to blame his parents' divorce for this. Yeah. I don't, I'm not, I'm not saying that past parent divorce trauma does not affect children. Of course it does. But he didn't make a correlation that I understood right there. Yeah. Like it was gibbery to me. Um. So Rachel tells the camera, hey, we're in a great place. I want to be Jose's wife no matter what. Ding, we won. We won married at first sight. It's over. <sighs> okay. All right. So now we're going to switch to the group scene, which is the volleyball game. Oh, I'm bored. 
I have to right, on so, that too. <laughs> the couples are playing volleyball and everything's going well. Gil tells the camera, he and Mirla pull up and they see Johnny and no Bao. And Gil's like, oh, now we see what's going on with those two. But then we see Bao come in with the cheerleading costume. Leslie, what are your thoughts here? When I saw that, I was like, here she goes, trying too hard. Johnny's not going to like it. But yet he puts his arms around her and welcomes her and is acting like everything is great. This is so awesome. Okay. Do you want to hear my reaction? I was like, "Eh, this is kind of (laughs) gross. Like I, for one split second, I was like, this is what Johnny's talking about. Yes, tries too hard. This is a little extra. Mm -hmm. We don't need this. Get in there and play with the other people. What are you doing? It was... It was, like, kind of weird and childish. And I'm not saying that Bao should change who she is in any way. If that's who she is, that's who she should be. But I think that is what Johnny is kind of the energy of the cheerleading costume is what he was trying to articulate is a little bit of a turnoff for him. Okay. And I also did write that she has rocking arms, like Michelle Obama arms. She looks great. She has a great body. Holy shit. So Johnny comes up to her and hugs her and she tells the camera like, I was stunned when my husband hugged me, but it might be the outfit. Okay. So then we have an 80s action scene here, very much like the famous beach volleyball scene in Top Gun. Mm-hmm. Only these guys are way less sexy and they kind of suck. <laughs> <laughs> and the music is, my head is starting to spin. She's got my adrenaline. I, I don't even know. <laughs> Then there was then there was a line that goes, she keeps on sinning. Sinning? I, I don't know. That music. She loves the adrenaline. <laughs> I just wrote, if they don't start licensing music, I'm gonna lose my mind. It's awful music. Why? So after this, they break up into three different groups. Okay, so table one is Michaela, Rachel, Ryan, and Jose. Ryan tells everyone he was given a curveball by the experts because he wanted to meet with Pastor Cal because Dr. Pepper scares him. Dr. Pepper says he he didn't make an effort. And he's like, I promised her, I swore up and down, like on my grandfather's grave, that I'll make an effort from now on. Like, I swear, I swear, cross my heart. Okay. Table two is Brett, Mirla, and Bao. Yep. Brett tells... Her table that Pastor Cal kind of pissed off at Ryan because he really hasn't given the marriage a fair chance. And she agrees. And Bao says, I can relate because Johnny isn't making an effort either, except Johnny's really a dickbag and is kind of mean. Yeah. Johnny told her that one of the tools he learned from Dr. Pepper was to not say negative statements. And he did, like you pointed out, right after their meeting. Yep. In the same conversation. In the same conversation, Bao is saying Johnny is so childish and Brett agrees. She says, look, I'm going to be honest with you guys. Some people are here for the right reasons and see it as a real marriage. Some people don't. Mm -hmm. And I felt like, is this a 90 day crossover? Some people are here for the right reasons. (laughs) (laughs) So then on the bleachers and the whole time I'm like, where's Gil? Where's Gil? Like Gil needs to moderate these conversations. What's happening? (laughs) So Gil is on the bleachers and he's with Zach and Johnny. And Johnny says his conversations with Bauer are like, you said this, I said this, you're a liar. And he's laughing. Yeah. It was weird. 
And then go, uh, ghost. I just said ghost for host Gil. Host Gil. Ghost. <laughs> host Gil says, at the end of the day, dude, you have to do what's best for you. And Johnny's like, I haven't been happy in a very long time. Yeah. That's all I have. Do you have additional notes for this? No. It's or any just other thoughts? Basically, that they are, they're being honest. So the other cast members saying like, you know, this isn't working for me. This isn't working for me. And the fact that Ryan said that he's going to try, that's bullshit. Like, he's not going to try. He's out the door. It's already. total bullshit. He's he's done. He would have opted out on day two. Yeah. If they, well, week two. Yeah. It's just insane. But um, okay. we so n- are going to end things with Michaela and Zach. I have a lot of thoughts about Michaela and it's not going to be popular because I think I'm going to defend her, but go on. (laughs) So when the show starts, they're the first couple we see. Michaela and Zach are in bed doing their own like self-recording, self-confessionals. And already Zach is getting on my last nerves because he says, this is my wife being a bum. When are you going to stop being a bum? And Michaela is not having it. She's on her phone and her phone is in one hand. And she is saying she's probably not going to get out of bed anytime soon. Cut to Pastor Cow speaking in platitudes. And then the episode mm-hmm. actually begins. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So Michaela's on the couch talking about how they're working on their marriage. And then we see Zach meets with Dr. Pepper and Michaela with Pastor Cow. Michaela immediately says, we've only had one good week of good times. And that's where they are now. So prior to this current week that they're having, things have been shut. Yes. So things are still new. And Pastor Cal says that's fine, but they only have three weeks to decide if they're going to stay married or not. And that Mm -hmm. she has to know the person who she's married to. And he asks her, why do you think we matched you guys? She says, well, we're both goofy and like a challenge, they're ambitious and strong-headed. But again, these are things that are clashing between them. Yeah. So the unanswered question she has about Zach is, what is the actual picture of marriage that he has? Because he said he wanted it so badly. And Pastor Cal says, that's an awesome question. Because we often set up these unrealistic expectations. Right. So she says she wants him to be happy because if he's not happy, it affects her because she lives with him and that's her partner. And it's so true. So she, I was, yeah, I was just looking up. Sorry. I was just looking up. Um, she's 30. Mm-hmm. I just want to remind everybody. And he's like I 27? thought she was 35. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Okay. He's 27. She's 30. Okay. Um, she says she doesn't need to be the source of his happiness but that she needs him to be happy and that she doesn't want to be responsible for another grown man's happiness. And I like that. Good girl. But then Pastor Cal tells her he's not responsible for his wife's happiness, but for him to say he's not contributing to it is crazy. So Michaela should be part of the reason why Zach is happy. (sighs) I'm like, what? I mean, she shouldn't be the reason why he's unhappy, but she... Is, right. should not be in charge of its happiness. Correct. Like, I'm happy in my marriage. My husband doesn't wake up every day and is like, how can I make Amy happy? Yeah. Like, he just, we we put effort into our marriage. Mm-hmm. That's it. 
Like, we're not, it's a weird concept to be responsible for somebody else's happiness. It's, and it's unrealistic. It, it really let's is. wait, let's, let's cut right now to our happiness uh, correspondent, Cheer Bear, in the background behind you. <laughs> we were Cheer alone. Bear. <laughs> so, yeah, so I have like a giant Care Bear that I sleep with because I get nightmares. I have outed you. I have outed you with Cheer Bear. Now, are you telling me, did you just say it's a she? Cheer Bear is a girl. Okay. I think so. Yours is, anyway. Mine's is. I know Grumpy um, Bear was was male. um, I had Grumpy Bear. I love Grumpy Bear. But I had Bedtime Bear and Grumpy Bear. But Cheer Bear was on sale for three bucks. So that's pretty good. And I feel like Cheer Bear would believe that you have to be responsible for your own happiness. Probably, yeah. <laughs> okay, so back to Michaela. So it's just so cute, the little head behind you. Oh my god, we should post a picture of her so you can make it seem we should do that. You send me one, we'll post yeah. it. So um Michaela says that she keeps seeing unhappy Zach and she wants to see happy Zach again. And when we do see happy Zach, that gorgeous small face, because he's a very good looking man. He's hot. it's radiant, mm-hmm. you know, and Pastor And when he's crying and reciting poetry, he's even hot. Yeah, right? he's so cute. <laughs> so Pastor Cal says he can't get there without her. So he asks her if she wants this more than she's not wanting it. So they kind of have to figure out like yeah, like, do you do want you it want more this? than you don't want exactly. it? Yeah. So cut to Zach and Dr. Pepper. Zach is talking about the issues they've been having, but they are in a good spot right now, he says. Then he says, this is a choice versus it being meant to be. That he's actively making the choice to be married. So he's unsure if he's genuinely happy or just convincing himself that, it, that he is. Okay. And then Dr. Pepper tells him that she doesn't think things were meant to be, that things are opportunities, and that the experts picked a woman that they think is a very good woman for him. And Zach needs to go on more dates and continue to see how well they're doing throughout the week. And he says that he's optimistic about the future. And Dr. Pepper's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You need to make her more secure about the relationship. Like, she doesn't say it in those exact words. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But in yeah. a nutshell, that's what she says. And I laugh because Michaela is walking on eggshells, trying to not awaken angry Zach. And he's like, I'm optimistic that we can, you know, make yeah. this work. But he could flip on a dime. And then, yep. as I have those thoughts, he says he wants her to be herself and not to tiptoe around who she is for the sake of him. And I'm just like, this is where you're at exactly. Yeah. Yeah. A hundred percent. And doc nailed it. And Dr. Pepper advises him to avoid extreme terms and always ask questions. Then Zach starts crying <laughs> and he admits he's a perfectionist and he's sobbing. He is he's sobbing. sobbing. Yeah. And he feels like nothing he does in life is good enough and that he's putting that on Michaela And he realizes it's not fair for him to do so, which Dr. Pepper says is a great way to undermine your happiness, if only perfect will do. Yep, yep. So after this session, Michaela and Zach meet up, and they're all smiles, they're debriefing, they both say their sessions went well, and he tells her 
he cried during the session and that he had a breakthrough moment because he has a perfectionist mentality and he projects that onto her. So Michaela asks, what did marriage look like to him? And he paints an idealistic scenario where music is playing in the background, but not Cardi B because you know how he feels about that. (laughs) And that they're cooking breakfast together and kids are running around in the background. His ultimate happiness is having that person who he helped make a better person and who made him a better person as well. And someone who makes him unbelievably happy. Okay. Yeah. He's got a very, again, this comes back to being young Mm -hmm. and being a Libra is he's just got a very, very romanticized version of marriage. Like, first of all, is nobody working in this scenario? (laughs) Clearly not. We're just home chilling and having coffee and our kids are running around. No, no. What it really looks like is your husband is grumbling, grabbing a coffee. You're trying to shove shit into a bag for work. Your kids are fighting over a lipstick or or a sweater. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And you're screaming at the dog. The cat has thrown up on the couch. That's what marriage is. (laughs) Not this. (laughs) Oh, Lord. So, yeah. So, Michaela's ideal marriage has someone who is her partner and has a big goal for their union. So they're working yeah. towards something. And he thinks they can continue to grow and know each other. But Michaela shakes those feelings. She says she can't shake those feelings of hesitation. There's something in her that's telling... She's not convinced. And she's still guarding. She, she doesn't feel like he is genuine. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And we'll talk about that. And on, she just needs country. him to be consistent with his words and actions. Yep. She's not yep. convinced that he believes their marriage will be long term and she can't see their future anymore. Yep. And he tells her his main goal is to do whatever he can do to make this work. And I do not buy that. You're not the only one. Yeah. So cut to the end of the episode where Michaela wants to sleep in separate rooms from Zach. And this is after the volleyball game. So apparently. Mm-hmm. They had a chat about decision day, and Michaela said that if it's going on how they're feeling at this exact moment, both of their decisions would be no. Mm -hmm. And Zach is pissed. And he says he's sleeping in a separate, that he doesn't want to sleep in a separate room that's going to make things work, that's going to hurt the relationship, and they both- He wants to bang. Basically, that's what he wants. Because he said, remember on the the honeymoon, he was like, sex is awesome. Mm -hmm. It's really good. So he wants that, but also I think that's a defensive reaction from her. I think he went first mm-hmm. in that conversation, and he probably said it's a no for me, and that hurt her. And she and was probably like, out then it's a no for me too. Mm-hmm. So yep. they're arguing, cameras come off, then we get 30 minutes later. Zach wants to leave to his apartment, because apparently they have been arguing this whole time. Yep. So the next day, we see Zach, and he's FaceTiming his brothers, who are so cute. I was like, oh, wow. They're really cute. (laughs) And Michaela isn't there. So apparently, they expected Michaela to be there during this chat for some reason, because they were like, where's Michaela? It's probably something production set up. Probably. Like they did with Brett and uh, Ryan's sister. So then, Zach tells him what transpired the night before. And Zach ended up going to his apartment, because Michaela wanted to sleep in separate bedrooms. And he was not happy with that, so he leaves. And she texts him, and it's like an hour after he had left. And she's basically saying that she's moving out of the apartment. So she cleaned out all her stuff, 
even takes the seasoning, apparently. <laughs> yep. And he tries calling her after he hangs up with his brother. The phone is just ringing and ringing and ringing, and she does not pick up. And that's where that ends. And I will tell you, I did a super zoom on the text mm-hmm. messages, and it was very lengthy. It yeah. was like, we don't need to keep pretending. Let's just meet up on decision day or or whatever. I think she said, actually, we could go to the couple's retreat and, you know, stay in separate rooms. We'll be fine. Like, it was a very measured uh, text message. Yeah. But it was basically like, I can't do this anymore. Exactly. Okay. So let me tell you what happened with them on Unfiltered, and then we'll we'll talk about them in a bigger picture. Okay. So on Unfiltered, it was Johnny, Michaela, and Dr. Viviana, which I thought was an odd choice. I started watching it, and then I took it off because Johnny just annoyed mm-hmm. me. Johnny's a huge dick. Yeah. And Dr. Viviana has to explain basic human emotion to him <laughs> in the first 10 minutes. And she, Johnny actually says these words. He says these words, guys. Bao doesn't understand me. It's like she's listening to my words. <laughs> but not my intent. You can't listen to an intent. You have to say them. You can't trust what I say. What are you doing? <laughs> All right. Then they show the video of Zach crying with Dr. Pepper. And Michaela says she feels like she can't be herself. She said, I have so much anxiety because he is so in and out of this. Mm-hmm. He can just walk out the door at any second. And Dr. Viviana actually says to her, like, you need to protect yourself. Like, you need to, you can only be the wife that you are. And if it doesn't, excuse me, if it doesn't work for him, then it's on him. Mm-hmm. And I will point out, Dr. Viviana has done this quite a bit. When Chris and Paige were getting super toxic last season, Dr. Viviana was the only person going, I think this is toxic for you. Yeah. Like, you need to get out of this. Because the so, other two are always like, you could push through this. Yep. Like, I don't think Dr. Pepper's super involved. Mm. And Pastor Cal, we know what's going on there. So she's like, you can only do what you can do. And then Michaela says, it's, it is refreshing to see him have some kind of accountability. Yeah. And she says she has been, okay, so here's her main thing with him. She's saying behind her back, she is hearing from everyone. So I'm thinking other couples, Mm -hmm. right? That he is saying, there's no way it's going to work. I'm out of this. But he is telling her it will work. Yeah. Probably to sleep with her. Yeah, probably. So, So it's really like a mind game. And I think that is where she is feeling the frustration that we see coming out of her in these emotional outbursts right so dr viviana they watched that video and dr viviana says she feels that zach's meeting with dr pepper was performative yep she says he says all the right things but does he even really know what that means yeah and dr viviana tells michaela your feelings are valid you have seen things that we haven't and i just wrote this is really interesting language yeah because i wonder if Dr. Viviana is kind of giving a nod to Zach got a good edit. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because don't forget the Apple TV incident. Oh, yes. Like, guys, one or two weeks after their wedding, he's going to his apartment to pick up Apple TV. His Apple TV never comes back, never never calls her, nothing. So then she she says, um, 
Okay, she also says that night, the 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 night that they got into the fight about sleeping in the same bed, he left and she called him like a dozen times to beg him to come back and he kept rejecting her call. Just hit and reject, hit and reject, hit and reject. Mm. She also claims, this is weird, but she also claims her sister's the one who canceled the meeting with the brothers. I, I don't know what that's about. Okay. Um, and then she says, what well, here, so... Then she says, here's what Zach does. He love bombs me. She says, I'll like try to get away from him. And he just lures me back in by love bombing me. And then he fucks with my head again. Like, I think the dude is a little toxic and we're not seeing that he's getting a dream uh, edit. So then Michaela tells Jamie Leotis that (laughs) Bao was constantly talking shit about Johnny to the wives Johnny says he's not surprised. Bao is very, also very influenced by the camera. Mm. And then I just have a very important note down at the bottom that um, Jamie Leotis is annoying as fuck. Yeah, I was like, who okay. is this lady? I don't like her. I don't like the setup. She's super annoying on Instagram. Don't even look at her account. No, I don't want it's to. It's ridiculous. It's like, I, 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 this is what the face, I, I'm just summarizing here, or paraphrasing here. This is what the face of depression looks like and it's like her and her husband or something right like this real serious post and then you flip through and shot number five is like here's the rv we're buying because we're selling our house and traveling the country like it's very tone deaf oh my god and you're just like i don't know what's happening here and okay. who is she where did she come from she was on season one. Oh, yeah yeah i did see season one i don't remember see it's like a matrix Oh, like, no, 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 like a men in black thing. Like, my mind just gets yes. white after yes. I watch yep. something. They, they just wipe you out. Yeah. Um, I foresee um, Gil being in that chair next time. I wouldn't be surprised. And he'd do a good job. So, I want to talk a little bit about Michaela's anger. Because mm-hmm. we see it in the previews, right? Yes. Zach That's tells Michaela that marriage with her is way more work than he thought it would be. And she loses her shit mm-hmm. how do you feel about this like people are just coming for her on social media they're like she's mentally ill she's crazy you know like just really i don't know i feel again i haven't seen the episode but just based on the the coming attractions and her frustration i feel that he like that happened when was it last week or the week before when they were meeting up with Mila and Gil, and then it was like the whole thing in the car. They were all happy go lucky, and then she didn't want to do the dancing. Something is mm-hmm. happening in between scenes that we're not seeing. That we're not yep. seeing that is causing her to go over the edge because he is getting a very good edit. He is acting like everything is fine and like she's the explosive one and he can't deal with drama. But I feel like yep. he is the source of the drama. Yep, I agree with you. And she's just a, I reactive. Agree. And I'm going to say, too, like, in my first marriage, we used to fight like this. Mm. Like, we had very toxic fighting. And I think that, number one, it's kind of a sign of immaturity. And she is young. Mm-hmm. She's only 30. Number two, I think it's, like... She doesn't know how to hold all of her frustration. Yeah. And it's just boiling out. But if we don't know her backstory, like couples always have a dynamic in how they fight. Yeah. Right. And if she's come out of a relationship where that's how they fought, like these explosive kind of over the top arguments, maybe she's just 
still in that behavior pattern. Like, so I was in that behavior pattern and I'll never forget. Like I got divorced and two years later, I met my husband, my current husband and our first big fight. I acted like a crazy person because that's how I thought couples fought. Same. I've done that too. Right. Yes. And then it took me about two seconds to realize this was not going to fly with him. Yeah. Like he does, he does not react well to that. And like to this now, if you know anyone who knows me, they would never think that I would be an explosive person because I've learned to change the way that I fight with him. Like now my husband and I kind of, you know, we fight in a much healthier way. Yeah. But I'm wondering if that's all this is. Like if it's just that she's used to kind of blowing up on people. Mm -hmm. That's what she's been locked in. Like not everybody is super mature and emotionally healthy. I don't think she's mentally ill. I think that's a big leap. She is not mentally ill. I I am getting a PhD in psychology. Come on, Dr. Leslie. Doctor this shit. (laughs) And as a mentally ill person, as I am, who is medicated. No, I honestly, um, full disclosure, I do suffer from bipolar disorder. And when my meds are not right, I can be explosive. And my highs are very high. My lows are very low. So I know when it's a behavioral thing, when it's a mental chemical imbalance, that is not what that is. She is reacting to something that is happening. She is reacting in the moment. So I think what's going on is that he is setting her up in the sense that he probably says something right before they kind of got under her skin. And then all of a sudden in front of the cameras, he's saying something else. And she's like, do you not see you're not being consistent? And then she looks crazy. Yep. Yep. A hundred percent. Because my ex-husband used to do that. He used to gaslight me and then make me seem like I was the crazy one. And then I would overreact. Yes. A hundred percent, Leslie. That's exactly what my ex-husband did to Mm -hmm. me. It was like, why are you so mean to me? Why are you so crazy? Mm-hmm. But he was like completely emotionally manipulating me. Exactly. To the point where I didn't even understand what was happening. You nailed it. A hundred percent. Like, I think she's being gaslit. Yeah. There we go. Um, I also think that, you know, I'm just seeing a lot of people online really buying into the, like, it feels almost racist to me. Mm-hmm. The way that they're talking about Michaela. Angry They're black woman. The angry black woman, the crazy black woman. And she's not seasoned in the sense of reality TV because when you see other people, like I watched The Real Housewives, and yeah. The Real Housewives of Beverly Hills just ended with doing the reunion, and you see Garcelle. Garcelle, she's like a professional actress. She's the host on The Real and everything. Yeah. And you see that she has to keep herself in check so that she won't get categorized as the angry black woman and she constantly has to say that like I can't get loud with you because then that's what you're gonna call me Michaela is just being herself she's not used to being on reality tv so she is acting the way that she would normally react I would probably react the same way that way too if I was like on reality show with my ex-husband I would look like an insane person I would too I would too and I will say, like, I do give this show a lot of credit because it is very racially diverse, mm-hmm. unlike many other shows. Looking at you, Bachelor. Yeah. Um, there is, and I'm I'm happy for that, and I'm glad for that. But sometimes what comes with that is, you know, kind of hatred online that's, that's steeped in a racial bias that people don't even realize that they really have. Yeah. So anyway, that's my passionate defense of Michaela. 
Let me just cover real quick. Next time on, yes. I talk to you about Zach and Michaela. They're at the couple's retreat. Zach tells Michaela marriage with her is way more important than she, or way more work than he thought it would be. She loses her shit. So she was he was probably love bombing her. Mm-hmm. And now he's telling her it's too much work. That's probably where that comes from. Bao tells the girls, I came here for love, not to be disrespected. Brian, Brian, oh my God. Brett and Ryan. Brett and Ryan. <laughs> Brett and Ryan have like what looks like a small fight. Mm-hmm. She's saying, like, why, you know, I call you out and then this is what I get from it. We see Bao shooting a gun. Yeah, which looks scary because mm-hmm. the kickback and kind of fell over. She could have shot herself on <laughs> the foot. And then Mirla says she wishes they had separate cabins. And what I think that is, I think she means separate from everyone else. Yeah. I don't think it's not from Gil. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So that's it. That's next time on. So any other thoughts before we end for the day? Hour and a half. Oh, wow. And at least 40 minutes of that was hatred for Johnny. Most, most, yeah. That should just be our new segment. And this week's hatred for Johnny. Oh, Lord. You know, I know. What is the odds of him actually listening to this? Because I feel like he's narcissistic enough (laughs) where he would seek out stuff to hear what people think of him. If you were on a reality show, Mm -hmm. like say say you did a 90-day fiancé situation. Yeah. Okay. Would you not be listening to podcasts to hear what they say about you? I would 100% be listening. I would be listening and also hating it every second. That's why oh, yes. I cannot do it. Yes. I cannot be yes. famous, you guys. I once got uh, all right into a. We'll big have to. Fight. We'll have to be careful. Then we have to be careful. You can't get yeah. famous because I once mm-hmm. got into a very nasty Twitter war with Perez Hilton once, and Whoa. the backlash that I got from people defending him, mind you, he was bullying celebrities, and I called him out on it. Mm-hmm. was insane i had to shut my phone down because the instant constant people just attacking me and i was like how does he deal with this on a daily basis i got into a twitter fight with scott bayo but scott pretty bayo, much everybody pretty much every, pretty much no no scott bayo happy days happy chachi chachi, chachi. oh yes. i'm thinking of the other one scott wolf yes my yes bad. you're thinking of bailey bailey um Scott Bayo, I got into a fight with, and he blocked me, but I think everybody kind of universally agrees he's a dick, so nobody gave me heat yeah, for it. Good. So that was okay. All right, guys. So um, we'll see you here next week. We are going to be covering the couple's retreat. Mm-hmm. We're super excited about it. It'll be episode 14. I think we only have maybe three left. Yeah, I think it's... it's, it's they need to up. condense these. They need to be like 10 episodes. Yeah, they this don't need all this. Because a lot of it is just recapping, like in the beginning. Yes. Yes. All right, guys. So you can find us on Instagram. We do have a Facebook page. We don't really use it. We prefer you follow us on Instagram. It's just where we do our best work. Yeah. I feel like. Um, So we're at Six Degrees of Reality TV on Instagram. And Leslie, tell everyone where they can find you. Um, You can find me at Sinister Girls. That's my other podcast, my music interview podcast. Or you can follow me at author Leslie DJ. That's for my writing. It's mostly pictures of my pets and sometimes books that I've written, but it's mostly pictures of my pets. So if you like chihuahuas and crazy cocoa and other birds, that's what you'll see. We love crazy cocoa. Yeah. All right. And I'm at Gen X This Is Why, which is a podcast that I host with my sister 
where we re-watch Little House on the Prairie and, you know, talk about how hot Paul was. Oh, my God. <laughs> and, you know, just how crazy everything was and how it fucked us up as adults watching that shit as we were kids. Plus, I was on a steady diet of soap operas as a kid, which did not help. I was on watching telenovelas and... There you go. That's why I'm so dramatic. I love it. <laughs> so, all right, guys. Thanks for listening and we'll see you next time. Bye.